The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Ambar Garcia, Brian Broaddus, Patrick Walker, and Derek Eagleton. Thursday, September 21st, 2023, season 19, episode number 36. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Got Brian and Patrick and Amber here with me. Uh, Today we're talking about the Dallas defense versus the Arizona offense. Uh, We'll get some injury updates. Um, And I got Patrick. He's going to tell us a little bit about an article he wrote on the website about the kicker, Brandon Aubrey, that I thought was kind of interesting. We'll get into that a little later in the show. You can always, always send us messages on our text line at 817-290-3298. Again, 817-290-3298. A great way for you if you're sitting at your office and don't want your boss to know that you're engaging with the show to just send a little text (laughs) message. You don't have to call. Just send us a text message. Let us know what you think and give us a question, and uh, we'll try to get to some of those at some point. I'm about to just flip this laptop over and take over that because you, really you don't should. get to it. You really should because you, you, you probably promote see it, but then you you know yeah. you leave everybody hanging. I know, I know, but you should probably do that. You probably should look at this thing and and hit them because I know sometimes after shows I'll go back and look and be like, oh, that, that would have been good. a good question, but I was too busy engaged in. That's the why Nick's got an award-winning show, right? <laughs> Nick's right. got that show where he takes just calls, taking calls and, the whole show. Yeah, I mean, man, a man, Nick. It's not. Nick been with the Cowboys. Twenty four. He just that was just his five hundredth game mm-hmm. last summer. Okay, so it's been twenty four years, I think. Okay, I've noticed about Nick when he has his own show, he promotes the heck out of it. <laughs> he does. He does. I mean, the rest of the time, all these years we work with Nick, you couldn't get him to promote our show <laughs> to save his life. You know, it's funny. He told me he was like, you know. I've actually realized now I'm the one that's in. Like, if I don't do it, nobody's going to do it. So he's oh, tweeting no. about oh, it. No, no. He's involved. Nick is Nick is a man of the people now. <laughs> yeah, he's a like, sure. Cowboy Nation, I'm your guy, and I'm going to promote myself here. And this, your, none of these other shows are going to take your calls. But I, I am. I I'm you. the guy. Well, he doesn't have a patent on it, okay? We have the right to yeah, also do that. Yeah, we definitely can so. take some calls. And he's when, doing a good job. By the way, if you haven't checked out Storyline, oh, no, go check show. it out. It's a really good show. It's a good show. Uh, but, yeah, he definitely is promoting more. He's more engaged now, for sure. <laughs> he, is, he, he brings on Darren Woodson. I mean, <laughs> Nice get. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. we, we couldn't get a guest to save our life when he was working with us. <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do when it's your thing, I, When right? it's your thing, you absolutely got to do your thing. All right, let's jump in. Uh, let's get some injury updates. The, the injury list grew by one person yesterday, but let's go through the list, talk about what we're thinking and, and what we're hearing about each of these players. Let's start with Tyler Smith. Uh, Tyler Smith, uh, the expectation was that he would go into practice and do some work on yesterday, Wednesday, and he did. He came out as limited. Uh, question now is, um, will the Cowboys try to ramp him up to do a little bit more on Thursday? That is the plan. Mike McCarthy said that the status – from yesterday on Tyler Smith, as well as these other guys we'll talk about here in a second, um, is basically going to be the same. So the expectation is Thursday it'll be limited, um, 
but does that mean he does a little bit more possibly because he can and still be limited um zach martin did not participate that was expected as well he rolled his ankle uh, all signs are that he's fine and he will be a go for sunday just looks like it's you know precautionary they want to rest the ankle smart move there um brandon cooks he was also limited as was chuma idoga um, both of those players are on the same plan as tyler smith limited on wednesday possibly likely limited on thursday but we'll try to ramp up on thursday uh all three are trending upward towards possibly taking the field against the arizona cardinals Jaron curse unexpected absence but it was due to an illness uh, i'm told that it's not entirely different from what malik hooker dealt with um but malik was able to you know play through that game and and fight through it so week of rest maybe for Jaron curse he's not expected to practice today as he tries to recover from that illness uh huge positive news donovan wilson was uh, expected to be on the same plan as the other guys who would participate yesterday tyler and uh chuma and and um, brandon cooks but he was a full participant in yesterday's practice, full participant for the first time since suffering that calf strain. And of course, there are no injury reports in training camp, but he practiced fully for the first time since the first week, first day, I want to say, of training camp. So Donovan Wilson looks very good for uh, taking the field against Arizona this Sunday. That's a good report right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, the fact that you can get, if you can get Donovan Wilson back and you got these other guys that have been out, Tyler Smith, Brandon Cooks, uh, at least practicing a little bit, limited mm-hmm. a little bit, I think that's yeah. a good thing for the Cowboys. They're trending in the right direction. And for my, for my purposes, or at least the way I look at it, I just want this whole thing cleared by week five. I want to have a full slate by week five when we travel to San Francisco. We do are we are going to get into uh, the, the the Cardinals versus the Cowboys, Brian. I know there's some interesting things to note there. Before we do that, though, Patrick, I wanted you to to real quick talk about an article that you wrote. I saw it this morning. I thought it was really interesting from the standpoint of the kicker and uh, Brandon Arbery and, mm-hmm. and what you noticed about him. And you made this unique uh, parallel to another kicker, mm. another really good kicker for the Cowboys. Mm. And what did you find in your study and, and in putting that article together? Well, the standard for kicking in Dallas is going to be Dan Bailey. Uh, and it's probably always going to be Dan Bailey uh, until someone, a successor, comes up and shows that he's worthy. And we're sitting here and we're trying to figure out if Aubrey can be the guy, just that we tried to figure out if Viscaino could be the guy. And we tried to figure out if Garibay might be the guy last season. And none of that worked out. You know, Hadri Lalu, none of that worked out. But... <laughs> After the game on Sunday, which pushed my confidence meter to 90%, um, he goes five for five. (laughs) He goes five for five. uh, And then it, it... as it turns out, he's the first kicker in franchise history to have made his first seven field goal attempts with the Cowboys. So that sparked a thought. In my head, I said, you know what, for this week's Science Lab, which just debuted not an hour ago, check that out on DallasCowboys.com. I said, I wonder, how did Dan... Yeah, science. Thanks, Beaver. I wondered, how did Dan Bailey fare as a rookie? Now, we... Time has been distanced from us to Dan Bailey, so that creates a little bit of romance, a lot of romance, and we tend to forget the bad that happened. So we know Dan Bailey as, you know, the top guy. Um, But as a rookie, he had his struggles. I went in with an open mind, as always, and I was just curious. And maybe Dan Bailey, as a rookie, blows Brandon Aubrey as a rookie out of the water through the first two weeks. Not so fast, my friends. So here's what I found with Dan Bailey. Week two, he had a 21-yard field goal miss versus San Francisco. So he missed one of his first three field goals as a rookie with the Cowboys. Uh, fast forward to week 13, that was a bad game in Arizona. Part of it was because Jason Garrett iced his own kicker. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Uh, but nonetheless, there was a 53-yard miss uh, in week 
13 against Arizona. In that same game, they put Jay Feely in. Feely made a field goal. Then they put Dan Bailey in. Um, with the game on the line, it was tied 49-yard miss, and that was infamously for those that remember Jason Garrett iced his own kicker. But nonetheless, a miss is a miss. Cowboys went on to lose 19-13 in overtime. The very next week, Dan Bailey missed a 47-yarder. Um, the Cowboys lost 37-34 in regulation for against the Giants. Cowboys finished 8-8 eight and eight that season. Giants win the division at 9-7. and seven. Ouch. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that even if the kicker has some misses later this season, you, he might still end you up being Dan Bailey. You smelling what is that I'm what, Is that what we're saying? So, and that that's actually literally what I'm pondering. My question that I posed after, and also, touchback rate for Dan Bailey, 35.8%. Touchback rate for Brandon Aubrey, 100%. There Even ha- going back to preseason, yeah. I don't think there was one there kick has, I've seen him not There has not a been a single return on one of Aubrey's kicks, but nearly two-thirds of Dan Bailey's kickoffs were returned. Um, and then you could say extra points. This was another key thing. Extra points, Dan Bailey never missed an extra point um, for the majority of his career with the Cowboys, but the field goal was moved back to the 15-yard line in 2015. And a couple years after that, his extra point percentage fell off of a cliff, which then led to him being released. Mm. So that's not even apples to apples because Dan Bailey was kicking extra points from the two-yard line. These kickers nowadays are kicking from the 15. Um, But my point that I pondered was how much grace would we, and I'm including myself, have given – would have given Dan Bailey after seeing – him missed the first of three field goals after, and that was in a time where the Cowboys were also looking for a, a worthy kicker to say that's the guy. Misses the first, two, uh, misses one of the first two, goes to Arizona, misses two, the last one with the game on the line. The next week, loses. Oh, he misses, and then that leads to a loss against a division rival who then wins the division, goes to the playoffs by one more win than you had. I, in that instance. I wouldn't have been giving him grace. I would have been like, get him out of here. And I'm admitting that. So I had to look myself in the mirror after getting these numbers. And I said, well, maybe we should ride this ride. Maybe we should appreciate what Aubrey is doing as far as taking us from 1% confidence in training camp, if any at all, to setting an early franchise record in his first couple of games. And we can be okay with saying, you know what, let's let's put a pin in all the bring a veteran in at least until further notice. Because like you said, what if he turns into Dan Bailey? Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he does. But we won't know if we don't give this kid grace. So all those misses that Dan Bailey had would have put your confidence meter about 80% then, right? <laughs> no, 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 right. no. If, yeah. if you, if you after, every, after the first one, you missed the 21-yarder. Uh, okay, I'm not feeling great. You go to Arizona. Yeah. You missed those two. I'm at like 10%. Right. The very next week, yeah. you miss it against the Giants with the game on the oh, line. sure. Get the guy out of here. And I would have been dead wrong. Well, but real quick, I was going to point out, Nick actually listening to the show, uh, he just just texted me. He said, but also point out uh, that if he doesn't make the two game winners in that game against San Francisco, he gets cut. And so it's not so much just necessarily about the misses as much as it is, can you redeem yourself with the big kicks to where the team can say, yeah, he missed, but he came through in the clutch when we needed him. Yeah, the 21-yard field goal, and that was a game you were fighting for inches. I mean, you needed any points you can get. It was was crazy the way it went. Uh, We all remember the Jesse Holly play, and he made the game-winning field goal after that. But uh, to me, this this whole kicker thing is – um, yeah, you do have to give them grace and opportunity to prove themselves. 
I just think in this day and age, though, with where we live in the National Football League, these games are so close. Mm-hmm. They're so close. And, and you, you said it very well. You miss a field goal and you lose a game, and it costs you an opportunity in the playoffs. Now you start to think about And, again, there's a lot of things that happen during a season. Mm-hmm. But you could point out the plays that might have turned the season around, yep. either in a positive way or a negative way. And uh, these kickers, you know, it's it's a hard evaluation. If you've got one like like the Ravens have there and Tucker, man, they're worth your weight in gold. I was I was talking one time on the draft show about this. I said, you know, when you talk about, like I say, Tucker, would you give your first round pick, the bottom of the first round, say you're picking at 27, if you didn't have a kicker, would you give your 27th pick overall to go get somebody like that? Yep. And absolutely you would, because it means that much to you. That That's something that you don't want to have to live through. That Cowboys lived through uh, you know, Brett Maher at the end of that season last year mm-hmm. with the thought of this could go really badly for us to the point like, can we even think about kicking a field goal yep. here? You know, you don't want to get paralyzed like that. And, and you know, it's uh, good for Aubrey that's come in and done as well as he had right off the jump. It's good that he's had those USFL seasons that you could really evaluate him and, and see, you know, he's the type of guy. I know talking to people around the league that study kickers, I ask about him, and you, I've heard you say this before, he's wired right. You know, when you start to talk about how he is as a person, as a kicker, mental makeups and all those things, I think are really important for that position. Yep. All right. One thing I've, uh, I was going to say that one thing I've kind of learned after the whole Dan Bailey era, because that's when I first got here. I loved him, had a poster on him on my oh, desk. Po- yes, she did. I eventually had to retire the poster. But... They put Sean Lee up. And I, yeah, Sean Lee is currently replacing that spot, and he will stay there. Um, respect, but, respect. But that was when I came in, and I watched, and I thought that's what a kicker should always be. That was my initial thought. How hard is it to kick the ball and get it in every time? You know, seems easy enough. And then I slowly, after that, and the transition of the Cowboys trying to find a new kicker, I began to find out and discover, okay, this is not just like um, your body's a machine and it just goes through the motions and it repeats over and over what they're supposed to do. But it's also that mental part of mm, the game yes. that affects kickers. You And again, happened to Dan Bailey, happens to so many other kickers that they're doing well. And then whatever mental thing happens where... It just becomes a struggle, and they just can't seem to get it right again and get into that groove and flow every game and until they have to change scenes and go to another team. So now I'm like, with him, he's doing with Aubrey, he's doing a great job right now. He yeah. started off really, really good despite the training camp that he had or initially showed. Right. And congratulations to him, and I'm excited for that, and I hope it does keep going week after week but it's one of those things that I, it would take me i think probably two seasons two, two yes that's, for me, no that's um, that's fair for me to just feel settled like mm-hmm. like fully trust in in somebody where i'm like okay 
that's a given type of obviously yeah. there's always gonna be one or two misses whatever yeah. but just to get back into how i used to feel with a guy like dan bailey yeah. just because i've kind of learned my lesson over the years that when i think it's okay it's not and again that's not dismissing what he's done so far uh but i i am back to thinking every week is a different week every environment is a different environment different weather different stadium different crowd different intensity Mm -hmm. is the game solely relying on that last kick Mm -hmm. or not so Again, let's hope it, it goes well. But it, it's cool to hear those things yeah. and to kind of see the trends. We, we, we tend to forget. And, you know, like I said, Dan Bailey, I would argue he needs to be the, the first place kicker in the Cowboys ring of honor. I mean, I hold him in, in unbelievably high regard. But when I was looking back at the numbers, I had actually forgotten about a couple of these misses because it's been such a period of time. So they popped out at me and I said, hey, for all the good Dan Bailey did, and there was good that he did in you know year one and year two as well before he became Dan Bailey. But then you start looking at Aubrey and it's like well you know what this kid through two weeks has earned the grace for us to be like you know what we're a little bit more comfortable but it's also fair to say we're not going to be completely bought in until we see at least one full season's body of work and then contextually you can look at back at that season and say were there any game winners you know what environments was the playoffs and then we could have that conversation but as it stands I mean he's off to a hotter start than Dan Bailey will he have as hot of a you know finish in the end you can only hope so but we can only go by what's in front of us I hope he doesn't get injured like Dan Bailey did oh well yeah Back in, <laughs> the back injury was. Yeah. That, yeah. That, 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 that that's was the other part to it, too, right? Dan yeah. Bailey was one of the best conditioned athletes to ever play here with the Dallas Cowboys, regardless of his position. Pound for pound, he was a guy that was always one of the workout warriors if they you know mm-hmm. it was on the wall for what he did. And, and, that, and But, you know, when he got that, suffered that back injury, that was, yeah. that was the Great telling point. sign that, Great that, that really hurt him. Great yeah. point. Yep. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, let's dive into the Dallas defense versus the Arizona offense. We'll be back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper 
is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Back to the break. Miller Lighthouse at the Star experienced the feeling of game day. Every day at Miller Lighthouse at the Star, now open just steps from Tostitos Championship Plaza, Miller Lighthouse features a cooler full of grab-and-go beverages and snacks, tailgates, tailgate games, a recharging lounge, Dallas Cowboys photo ops, complimentary concierge service. For more info, visit the star in Frisco.com slash Miller Lighthouse. Welcome back. Second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Uh, this segment brought to you by Blockchain.com. All right, let's do this. Let's jump in. Let's talk about the Dallas defense versus the Arizona offense. Brian, I was talking to you before we went yeah. on air and talking about how as I went back and watched film, I was actually – Quite impressed with this, especially this offense, yeah. particularly Dobbs and uh, and Connor. Yeah. Um, tell me what you what you noticed from this offense as you studied. Them. Yeah, this is not a tanking team, and they're zero and two because they can't finish games. That's their biggest problem right now. They're 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 doing some things right on offense, and they're going to present some problems for you defensively just because of what they do with your eyes. Uh, there's a lot of motion, a lot of movement. They're always working to try and affect the eye level of the defense. You're going to get shotgun 64% of the time. You're going to get under center 36% of the time. Most of their product, most productive personnel group they have is their 12 personnel stuff. They average right around seven yards a snap doing that. 19, uh, but they only do it about 19% of the time. So, but it's their most productive group. I could see them doing it against the Cowboys just because how much they worry about the Cowboys rush mm-hmm. uh, and with the way they go there. there. There's been some snaps where they they completely fool the defense. Uh, with the, the with the play, but sometimes they have poor execution. Don't finish like I said. They they you have to be ready in this game for the picks and the rubs. The uh, when they get in bunch formation, they'll scatter. They'll run guys across the formation. They're going to run you through trash. They like to run receivers inside and then run uh, the tight end out to kind of use a bigger body to pick. So you got to be ready of all those kinds of things. Josh Dobbs is their quarterback. They traded for him before the season. Dobbs, if we all remember, started last year against the Cowboys in Tennessee in a game that they uh, they were still trying to fight for a playoff spot. He wasn't ready to play. He looks like a different quarterback the way he's playing now. The ball really comes off his hands or his hand well. Uh, there'll be some struggles, I think, in a couple of areas. He'll stare as an intended target at times, and he doesn't set his feet. And when he doesn't set his feet, he's not as accurate. So, you, But you have to be ready for him running the football. Uh, when the play breaks down, he's not afraid to do so. The scheme does have some design runs in it built in. and But, uh, you know, he'll also, in my opinion, 
He'll make a mistake with the ball occasionally with the way he throws it. He'll just kind of force it into a spot. Teams haven't taken advantage of that with him. You've got to find a way when he throws you the ball, catch it. You know, the one thing the Cowboys can do is they're pretty good at turning turning you over in that in that regard. So got to be ready when he throws you one. James Connors, their primary running back. He's a physical player in every sense of the word. Uh, he runs with an attitude. He's not afraid to take the ball inside, but if you watch the, the Cardinals play at all, he'll bounce it to the outside. He runs through arm tacklers. He's got some complete traits to him as a player. He catches well on screens in the flat. And he's not afraid to uh, take a shot at a defender in the passing game as a blocker. He's got a little edge to him in the way that uh, that goes. He had a little bit more trouble running the ball against the Commanders than he did against the Giants. It felt like as a, as a whole, they blocked better in that game against the Giants. The Cowboys had some success at well. Maybe the Giants aren't as good defensively as we all thought they were. Mm-hmm. Zach Ernst and Trey McBride, those are their two primary tight ends. Ernst is not as quick or as elusive as he once was. But he's still going to make his share of reception. Dobbs really relies on him to make those simple plays. Ertz is a savvy veteran field route runner. He'll push off down the field. You know, you got to be ready for him to do that. Uh, the thing you have to be careful, and I want to point this out about McBride, and this is, pertains to Michael, Micah Parsons. They run the ball one way. They'll take full flow, say, to the right, and they'll bring McBride back to the left. If Micah Parsons is on the backside, they will cut him in this game. They will try. That's what McBride does. He doesn't really square up anybody. So Mike has got to be careful if he's screaming off the backside and they're running the ball away from him that you get McBride coming the other way with a low block. Mm-hmm. That That's something, that, and, and he does it every single time. So Micah has to be aware of that. The Cowboys have to be aware of that, especially, you know, hey, here comes Flo going one way, you're hauling rear going after it, and here comes a, bo- a block coming back the other way, but it's low. That's, you know, how sometimes some of these guys get hurt, and mm-hmm. maybe they'll take a shot at Micah to slow him down that way. So keep an eye on that. The weakness of this offensive line is at the guard spot. Both Will Hernandez and Elijah Wilkinson, they tend to catch blocks. They'll both struggle with quickness. They have trouble getting to the second level. This could be an opportunity to draw some holding calls here because of their style of play, the way they clutch and grab. With Osa and these guys, uh, the ability to get up the field, these guys will probably have to tackle them to stop them. But you know that might be some calls depending on who the referee is. We'll talk about that probably a little bit tomorrow. But as a unit, the overall scheme is described as pin and pull. Uh, They like to down block and then pull guys to the outside. So they really don't want to take you square. They want to pin you and then pull a guy around to get uh, Connor into some space running the football. And they're going to use angles instead of having to go toe-to-toe with you. Um, the receivers, I don't think this is a bad group of receivers. I think the highlighter of the group is uh, Marquise Brown. Uh, there's some explosive side to his game, the quickness, the speed that aids him as a route runner. I've seen him make some really nice receptions and then drop some easy ones. So he's kind of been a little inconsistent. But he's got the only receiving touchdown that the Cardinals have this season. Uh, but also know that seven of his nine receptions have resulted in first downs for this team. The player that I really like is Rondell, uh, Rondell Brown, the, uh, the one guy that Dan Quinn needs to keep an eye on. Uh, he, the, the, the Cardinals staff wants to get him involved in the game plan. Did I? That's Rondell, Rondell Moore. 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 I said Brown. Yeah. I type Brown. It's Moore. Sorry, it's Rondell Moore. Yep. Uh, he's the one guy that Dan Quinn needs to keep an eye on. The Cardinals staff want to get him 
involved. Uh, they will line him up all over the formation, out wide, in the slot, in the backfield. He's always on the move. They have to be ready for him running the wheel route out of the backfield or getting the screen out to his side. Like Brown, uh, like Brown, he's an explosive player with the ball in his hands. So the Cardinals offensively, they've got a lot of things. Movement is really, really big with their group. They're going to try and affect your eye level and make you chase things that aren't there and then try and take the ball back. Micah does need to protect himself, though, on those backside, those plays that go away from him if he's the backside guy. You good? No, I was just going to say, um, and speaking of that wide receiver core, and I know a lot of people there looking at Joshua Dobbs, and, and rightfully so because it all starts and ends with the quarterback. Um, but, I mean, they're, they're not devoid of talent. Like Brian is pointing out, they're not devoid of talent on that offense. Um, and for those that haven't seen James Conner in Arizona, I mean, you saw him um, in his early time with Pittsburgh. I mean, he can he can really change the game if you allow him to change the game. Uh, Marquise Brown, you saw him with the Baltimore Ravens before things kind of went left there. Um, that's a speedster who can take the top off. Um, the good thing is when you talk about a, a player with the caliber of the caliber of like Zach Ertz Cowboys are extremely familiar with him so that could be edge to the Cowboys at the you know as far as defending Zach Ertz and then they have possibly Donovan Wilson coming back Jaron Curse as long as he recovers from the illness Marquise Bell is there they got linebacker speed on the Dallas um, middle of the Dallas defense so I think you can contain Ertz but I really love what you said about Rondell Moore because he could be the kind of like the pressure release valve for Joshua Dobbs so if you don't keep an eye on him and if you let him start changing the game a little bit that's going to open up the field for those other guys and for Joshua Dobbs to really start to kind of operate. So keep an eye on that. But what was interesting, um, another interesting thing for me is we talked yesterday, I want to say, about how foreshadowing the Eagles matchup against Micah Parsons in this defense, how the RPO for the Eagles froze Micah Parsons. Yeah. Well, this might this Sunday might be an early test of how Micah and the Cowboys are going to handle the RPO because Dobbs and the Cardinals, they've already run the RPO 10 times over their first two games. They've passed out of it eight of those two times and they've, they're averaging 11 yards per completion out of that. So it's interesting that we talked about that yesterday as far as the Eagles and, and Jalen Hurts is concerned. Let's see. Let's keep an eye on that against Joshua Dobbs. Let's see how Micah Parsons handles that RPO against Joshua Dobbs. That's going to give us early indication of how he'll probably handle it when he gets to the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. On that same note, Dobbs has rushed this season six times for 38 yards and yeah. one rushing touchdown. This will be the third week in a row when you'll the Cowboys will face a quarterback that – I don't know if any of these are game breakers. We're not talking Michael Vick. But we're talking about guys that can move, guys yeah. that can that can kind of make you pay a little bit. Are you as you watch how they've performed against these other teams? Are you starting to think, you know, they've really got to figure this out because this can be a problem for them as they go? Or do you think, hey, if this is what they're going to give up, if if all the things they do defensively forces them or makes them give this up more regularly, these little runs by quarterbacks that can kind of hurt you a little bit here and there? That's worth it for everything else they get out of this defense. I think the thing to me that the biggest concern, like you were talking about, is the quarterback run, especially with the way these guys are breaking the pocket and keeping drives going. It's not really punishing the Cowboys yet, like if you're in a really close game. But I think that that Mike McCarthy's probably talked to Dan Quinn. The staff has probably all talked together. And if you had to self-scout, you would say, what's the one thing that we're struggling with on defense it's containing the running quarterback or it's or it's playing with gap or lane discipline integrity whatever you want to call it you know when we rush we got to make sure that you know that we don't just create seams in our defense that allow these quarterbacks to run this guy 
the the quarterbacks you played, like I say, Zach Wilson got after you a little bit. We know what Daniel Jones is going to do. I think this guy here when, with Dobbs, I, I think he, I think he's okay with running the football. He's a big body guy, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking he's like, if he doesn't have to throw it, he's okay with running it because you'll see times and and he'll be. It's not get down guy. It's try and run over you. Almost plays like Dak Prescott in that way of how he, physical he could be. But if you're the Cowboys. The one thing that you have to say is a little bit of a concern of the defense has been that running quarterback. And they have to be a little bit more disciplined, I think, going forward, playing these types of guys that are more willing to run. Yeah, and I think you've seen that uh, these first two weeks of the season. Compared to last year, you know, they were struggling with the running game in general. And so far this season, they've been able to contain running backs. But there have been, in week one and week two, instances very briefly, week one at the beginning of the game, uh, week two, I forgot um, what part of the game it was, but the quarterback took off in right. a couple of plays. Right and before had, half. And, right. and yeah. had those plays. Yeah. 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 Yes, yes. So you've seen that happen. And if I was the opposing team, whoever else is preparing to face the Cowboys, I would really just look at those plays over and over and try and I get it. Like it's hard. You you're not gonna have your uh, your quarterback running all the time consistently. But I would incorporate that every few plays or so to kind of make it the Cowboys think and try to hurt them that way. Because other than that, I don't see any other type of weaknesses right now for the Cowboys defense. They've been doing such a great job. But the fact that there have been those moments where the quarterback has been able to sneak out and run. Uh, you know the Cowboys hate to see that. Anytime a player, a, a quarterback gets away from Micah, you know how pissed yeah. off Micah's going to yeah. get. So just kind of get them off. And that's the one thing that I think can affect a guy like Micah, getting him off like mentally, messing with his head. Because med- he's that type of competitive guy that he – and we saw it last year – he, there was just like I think it was just maybe one game I can't remember, uh, but very briefly that if you get in his head a little bit and he starts getting angry and allowing that to happen and not channel that energy towards focus and game and attack, that's how you can throw off a guy like Micah because otherwise, <laughs> Micah is like the best not. of the best. <laughs> otherwise, you're, otherwise not. you're not. But yes, I do think that running quarterbacks that that would be the biggest problem that the Cowboys defense could deal with. I think you make a great point about if you go back and maybe you've spent some time, again, this is not a common opponent that the Cowboys face. I mean, it's, you know, they they have in the past, but if you're, if you're going to walk, how do you stop Micah Parsons? If you're going to do a deep study, Philadelphia did a good job of that. And it was really with the RPO stuff. It was, they made him hesitate. They made him like take pitch or take, you know, or take uh, the quarterback, you know, take handoff or take quarterback. And, you know, you create that indecision. But that's on everybody else, too. That's not just on Micah. That's everybody else having to play play the scheme. You know, you, you have to – Micah's got his responsibilities. The other guys have to come up with their responsibilities as well. But if I'm, if I'm playing the Cowboys, I'm doing anything I can. Like I say, the, either the, 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 the cut blocks – 
run at him, uh, freeze him if you can. I do anything to keep him from trying to take over the football game like he has throughout his career. And, and great job on Dan Quinn through these first two games. I mean, we've seen him over the first couple of seasons, you know, start to move Michael around, but not like we've seen in yeah. these first two games. I mean, it is really a game of where's Waldo. And now Dan Quinn is playing that same game with Demarcus Lawrence, who's normally mostly stationary on the left end, but yeah. now you see him getting some strong side on the right end. Uh, you see Micah getting some rushes over the guard. I mean, Dan Quinn knows that they're trying to key in and attack Micah, um, so he keeps moving them around. So DQ, he's orchestrating it. All right, we're going to take our final break. We're going to come back, and I'm going to ask you guys a very simple question. If you were the opposing team having to face the Dallas defense, what exactly are you trying to do in order to stop Micah Parsons and this Cowboys defense? We'll do that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Don't put off getting your oil change, Dallas. Take 5 Oil Change. A proud partner of the Cowboys is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can take advantage of Take 5's fast, friendly, and simple service at any of their locations across the Dallas area. And remember, at Take 5, you stay in your car because they're faster than you think. Take 5, the official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the Playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYS VIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys VIP. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. Explore a headwear built for greatness with the newest Dallas Cowboys New Era collection dedicated to the one and only Micah Parsons. Mm. Head to the nearest pro shop or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com. A fanatics experience and grab your favorite style. Welcome back. It's the final segment. I don't make enough money to make these reads that way. (laughs) Live from the the SWC Morgan Studios at the Star. I'm just thinking about the headgear dedicated to Michael. I gotta go see what that is. Is it good? Is it nice? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Is it a there big... are some there are some cool ones because they'll have like the design right underneath the bottom of the what do you call oh, this? Bill. Bill. Oh, the underbill. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I yes. love those. Yeah, I got plenty of yeah, those. Yeah, like they that. have some. They have some cool. I like. Designs. Okay. I, like I want like the. I want like a lion's head, like a hat with a lion. <laughs> Just the lion. The lion's head, like the nose and the eyes going up. That's the underneath part, they'll have. They have one with the lion on. Oh, do they? Yeah. And they're not going to get any complaints from Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think he's taking their logo. I was going to say. <laughs> he is taking their logo. I, we did a story yesterday. Detroit on the radio. is like, would you say F if you, if you help it, If you help him with a name yeah. for his, his sack uh, dance. Yeah, I saw that. He'll give you 1% yeah. of whatever he, he makes off that. That, that yeah. might be. And that the might... suggestion started pouring in on Twitter yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we ought to spend yeah. the whole show yeah. trying to see if we yeah. can come up with a, We can all get paid. Retirement plan. I might not yeah. have to read about his hats anymore if we can yeah. figure out a name. Ryan, that'll get you to Costa Rica, huh? Yeah, that'll get me Costa Rica. No problem. <laughs> all right, here's the question. It's a very simple question. Um, if you were the opposing team playing the Dallas Cowboys on any given, given week this season, how would you attempt to attack them, and particularly, how do you slow down a guy like Michael Parsons and keep him from wrecking the game? See, I Google what do lions like to eat? <laughs> what do lions like the most to see who would be the sacrifice? Who can you, so you sacrifice? Sacrifice somebody, but you're screwed because they like everything. Yeah. They will eat and devour everything. The lion is always hungry. Hilarious. Yes, they always are. And I'll leave the. Um, professional question uh, breakdown to you guys but to me is what i said earlier before we went to break and it, it i think it's hard to do now the mental aspect of things because he has been improving season mm -hmm. after season and he's just more dead focused on what he won and i think every time he gets a sack every time they make a play the energy just keeps building and building. So it's harder to throw somebody off their game when they're mentally already past you. So I think that would be hard to do. But the only way for me that I see it is more just messing up. And I'll let you take over kind of what the Eagles did to the Cowboys last year because that seemed to work a little bit. But it's just at this point, it's just hard to stop a guy like him. I think the I think the things that I would do, are you just thinking about Micah in general or just the whole defense? Well, I mean, the thing about it is it all starts with Micah. So that's where yeah. I'm really thinking. Like, you got to think about what are you first going to do with Micah? And then, or, or are you going to just say, hey, I'm going to know Micah Parsons is going to do his thing. But if I can do these things to the rest of the defense, then he his his impact will be lessened. I think what I'm going to do is, and, and Arizona actually does this, and I, and, and I think they do it with the purpose of trying to help their line, the movement. All the, all the, the motions across, the movement across, the pulling guards, pulling guards yeah. the pin and pulls I was talking about. They're trying to do things to help. So if I'm – Mike is usually focused in on how he's going to beat the guy in front of him. He's usually – that's his focus, whether it's a tackle or he's dealing with the center guard. We saw that the other day in the Jets game, how he's able to kind of get the Jets center off balance a little bit and then get in on the play. I'm doing things to try and mess with his – what he's seeing. I'm not going to – I'm going to flash things at him. I'm going to – uh, I'm going to act like I'm going to block it, but I'm going to send it this way, or I'm going to block him, or I'm going to I'm going to have uh, like I say the pin and pull stuff. I'm just going to make him have to deal. Uh, the Cowboys did a really good job of this with uh, with Joey Bosa at the time when Terrence Steele made his first start at right tackle. Mm -hmm. Bosa's on the outside, and we're all predicting doom and gloom. Mm -hmm. What they did was 
They blocked him one time with steel. They blocked him the next time with a tight end. They got him next time with steel and a tight end. They took a back at him one time. I think you just have to throw a lot of different things at him. Don't let him feel like that he can get he's gonna he's gonna just see one type of blocker the whole day. Mm-hmm. I play with his eyes. I try and just like uh, tight ends, wings, motion across, you know, leave him on the open side, motion to him, hit him there, you know, block crack him if you can. I mean, it's hard to do. You gotta have bodies to be able, but I just don't let him get comfortable playing against one guy or getting a feel for the scheme. I'm just throwing a lot of different things at him and trying to find the best one that might work and take him out of his game. And and for me, it's it's the motion, the pre-snap motion and making him think. But, uh, I mean, when you talk about where do you attack this version of the Cowboys defense, well, first you pray. Um, and <laughs> then you make sure you paid your tithes this week um, because you're going to need a, a little bit of divine intervention to help you against this Cowboys defense. I mean, the, and, and I said it on uh, 105.3 FM, the fan this morning about what what might be the only weakness on the Cowboys defense. And I said, you know what? We could say weakness in the aspect of a running quarterback, but it's not even a weakness per se through the first two weeks as much as it is a soft spot. So, just attack the soft spot. So if I'm the opposing offense, you have your pre-step motion and you get these guys to thinking, but you also have to remember there are other playmakers on, at each position uh, across the line as well. We I wrote a piece on Oso Digizua. Three mm-hmm. sacks in the first two games. He's off to the races as far as probably obliterating his four-sack total from last year. Demarcus Lawrence, he's being moved around. He's doing some things. Jonathan Hankins is impacting not only the run defense, obviously, but he's getting in the backfield disrupted. Uh, if I'm the opposing quarterback, I'm running, and then I'm running again, and then I'm going to run again. And then when you cheat for it, I'm going to throw the ball. And then you're going to back up, and I'm going to run again and run again, mm-hmm. then hand off. For me, the only thing you can do is attack the so- the only soft spot which is mobile quarterbacks. And until you show me, because, right, you're you're right, because I'm risking myself, but if that's all I got, that's all I got. And Brian made an excellent point about the Giants and Daniel Jones. First offensive drive for the Giants, Daniel Jones, here he goes, here he goes, here he goes. And we're all sitting in the press box and we're like, oh, okay, here we go. And then the Giants, like you said, the Giants helped the Cowboys yeah. mm-hmm. by getting away from they that early. Yeah. And then the rest of the game got away from them. Mm-hmm. Bowl constricted mentality, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, Zach Wilson, that drive before halftime. Zach Wilson hadn't taken off and scrambled to yeah. that point, but then he did, and then it worked. And then Salah was like, do it again, do it again, do it again. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately they got three points. Didn't get the touchdown, but got three points. But then third quarter came, Cowboys got the three and out. Jets completely abandoned Zach Wilson scrambling. Mm-hmm. So for me, Find the soft spot. There's only one soft spot, especially with Dono coming back as early as this week. Uh, and it's I'm running the ball with my quarterback, and unfortunately I'm putting him at added risk. But what else do you got? What else do you got? Honestly, I, if I'm playing the Cowboys, I look at it like I don't care what the score is. I am going – I'm going to finish this game with a 60-40 split, 60% runs, 40% yeah. passes. Because I am going to force the Cowboys to consistently throughout the entire game stop the run. And that includes my quarterback running the ball. I agree. I think that's the only shot you have against this defense. Because if you get in a situation where you abandon your run, I don't care what the score is, you are done. There's no way you're going to come back against this defense when they know you're about to throw the ball. And so I would just, if I'm I'm a team, I'm just like, hey, we're going to live and die with the running game. And this is a week where you look at an Arizona Cardinals team. And I thought they they had some nice runs in this game, Brian. 
Brian. We talk yep. about all the ways that they yep. do it. Yep. They had some nice runs in this game. I would go in if I'm them and I'm saying, hey, we might lose, but we're going to lose running the ball. We're going to lose our way. Yeah, we're going to lose running the ball, and we're going to keep <laughs> this game manageable because that's the only way you're going to keep it manageable. It's going to get away from you if you don't. Yeah. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. Back tomorrow, we're going to wrap this thing up, tell you what we think is going to happen this weekend. Until then, for Patrick Walker, Brian brought us Amber Garcia. I am Derek Eulton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?